you have something to say, but you want to say it with your body, with ink, or piercing, get down to Stingray Body Art. 386 Cambridge Street in Austin Rock City, right next to O'Brien's Pub. Stingray Body Art, Boston's best tattoo. Make an appointment right now. Go to StingrayBodyArt.com. Check out the artists. They're on the left side of the page. And you're going to be like, I want to get a tattoo at Stingray. These artists are awesome. Stingray Body Art, Boston's best tattoos, piercing, and permanent makeup. Now offering laser tattoo removal right in the heart of Austin. Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. Just joining. Missing this cue. <laughs> Mix McCabe. And this is the Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Forward bionically. Bop with me. Hey, Bop, I said, come on, man. Why I am I the only one bopping? I, I got to no step on your bop. Hey, bop, 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 bop. Oh, I'm sorry, I just get I just get in the zone and then I feel like I'm alone, man. I feel lost and frightened. I'm a, I'm a small child in the woods. Goose I'll hold your hand during the bop in next time. I appreciate that. I'll hold Thank your you. hand. Where's the support show? What's going on? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B in the house with me, my man, chugging Red Bulls, because you know he got to get amped. Mm-hmm. Hit the wings. Yep. Always with wings. <laughs> and a tail. Yeah. Black Adam Willis. How are we doing, Patrice? I think we're talking about fursonas now and not so much Red Bull. Mm. Well, we're covering all points. <laughs> Yeah. No, no fetish left unturned. Nothing left unturned <laughs> in this show. All right, the voice you heard there is the incomparable Mix Macab. Yo, what up? Hey, welcome back. Good to have you. Hello. Glad to see you, sir. And over there in the corner, looking very serious, very suspect, uh, very insidious, sullen. Uh, this guy, very sullen. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what, what's that noise you make. <laughs> sullen right. noise. Uh, lost his damn mind over oh, there. I Just thought, Johnny. I thought I was in the bathroom. You. Oh, <laughs> All right, starting Yikes. off on a high note. We have an awesome show lined up for you. We have news. We have reviews. Dude, I am excited to have some Oscar talk in this biznatch tonight. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which I actually tuned into the whole thing. Usually I fall asleep before uh, the show finishes. I know if anyone will, it's going to be you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I like the show. It's just, it drags on. And th- I think they, they, they did it all right. Some, they still have a few of their bits that uh, go mm-hmm. a little bit like they did the like the pizza bit the last few years. You know what I mean? It seemed yeah, like they kept recycling the same thing that didn't work before. Let's try it again. Well, I don't know. I figure it's the concept of the running gag. They figure if you beat if you beat them in the head with it long enough, eventually it'll become funny again. Yeah, no, but that's not the case ever. No, of course um, not. It's a very Tim and Eric way to operate. But this was, this was a, uh, a very This is no Steve tough, Brule. Well, this is a tough <laughs> show to kind of... Tackle this year with everything that's going on with Hollywood, with the Harvey Weinstein stuff, and yeah. all these scandals with actors. Um, it's a really tough job for any presenter, or especially like for Jimmy Kimmel, with maybe not the best guy to host it. But I think he did a very admirable job. You know what I mean? It was not an enviable position that he was in to kind of try to bring no, humor not. to this thing, but also take it seriously. Well, I'll give it to um, him. He, but he, he held his own this year. He did. He did. You know what I mean? And you could see it as some of the jokes not landing, but I don't think he was really making a lot of jokes. He was very serious. He was very, yeah. you know, uh, presented um, some of these scandals and stuff in a very I earnest mean, way. But, you know, but then he also, like, uh, he had some out. good bits. You know what I mean? I, I did like the uh, whoever presents the shortest uh, Oscar yes. speech gets the uh, jet ski and they stuff like that, ski. which they actually gave... To, uh, I forget who, who won. It was the guy who won the best the, costume. The mm-hmm. guy from Phantom Thread. That guy. I'm sorry, I forget his name. But yeah, he no, ended up winning okay. the jet ski at the end. Which you, you got to mention how they brought how they presented it too. Yeah. The man played the Price is Right theme. Yep. And yep. they had the they had the uh, Price is Right girl presenting. And who was the guest Price is Right girl this year? 
None other than Helen Mirren. Yes. Helen Mirren just babe. back there in a in a in a in a, uh, in a, in a very yeah I saw pictures of that because I love her presenting yeah. a jet ski she she looked lovely she oh, is lovely amazing. it was like she neon is. green jet ski too my favorite that's, thing with Helen Mirren is shown hearing, to me oh because of the hair yeah uh, if anyone's not watching us on twitch.tv I'm ready to get a lot of people in my face uh, this month for St Patrick's Day let's put it that way no dye your hair it's always green if any again I offered Lonia the hat I know it still stands it'll it'll cover that whole mop and probably like half your torso. I'm okay. What did some guy ask you a while ago? Or something about asparagus? No, there was this guy. I was coming in here to the studio and this guy just called me asparagus. Hey, asparagus. But he, like, he kept it up for like two months. He'd always Ooh, he'd always call me asparagus. He'd be like, oh, there's asparagus here. He's yeah. like the running Oscar joke that still is. And well, let's yeah, just yeah, see if maybe you can beat it to death. <laughs> maybe. I'm not beating the horse. I'm using it as a trampoline. <laughs> All right, yeah. that's that's that's. I horrible. heard there was a hot dog cannon this year. I didn't catch the Oscars. I was busy uh, not caring I about the Oscars. I saw this great tweet, and it was uh, I forget the actor was using the cannon. He was like, ah, oh, she died how he lived, being shot in the face with a hot dog cannon by this actor. So there really was a hot dog <laughs> there cannon. There was, yeah. I'm not. Well, mad they went that. across. Does it launch it in the bun? This well, is. I need. This is really important news, guys. The bit. The bit was uh, across the street from where they were ho- having the Oscars, is the Chinese Theater in L. L. A. Yeah. And they were doing a. Premiere for I think it was a, maybe a wrinkle. In it was time. a wrinkle in time. One of my one of my friends actually was there, really? and a bunch of the people from the Oscars came and like crashed. The yeah, screening. well, that was the bit. So yeah. they're like, oh, we're gonna go across the street and oh, okay. surprise them. She they're was, on she was camera there. Yeah, and they yeah, don't know she was it, there. but they're bringing them candy and bringing them all this sort of stuff. But they one of the things they had other than candy was like this hot dog cannon. I didn't see that being launched, but. That was one of well, the now I have a life did, goal, so. and that life goal is to get a hot dog cannon. I want Army Hammer oh, to launch a hot dog cannon in my face. Sure. Yes, hey, aim high. Yeah, you set your goals. <laughs> set your goals. But what I need to know is, does it launch it, is the hot dog in the bun? Like, is it just launching a know. weenie? I don't is know. Is it just a wiener <laughs> cannon? Just a flaccid wiener cannon. <laughs> is, it a floppy, is it a floppy wiener cannon, or is there like a nice... Cooked pl- hot dogs is or uncooked? Is there a bun involved Case in this? Case or uncased? All right, so Hard Shape of Water question. won the best picture this year. Uh, Speaking of wiener casing. Yeah, no, Speaking I'm, of safe movies, too. Uh, safe? No, I'm, sex I'm, with uh, Fish is the safe It's also the anniversary. Anniversary today uh, is the anniversary of the release of the creature from the Black Lagoon. So yeah. Del Toro is having the best right. day ever. Crazy. I'm, yeah. gl- I'm glad Splash finally did, won. Yeah, <laughs> that was payback for Splash. I think they were rewarding this one because who was the Splash? Was that Daryl Hannah? Is that, that was Daryl Hannah and Tom Hanks. She's a tall lady. She, she is, is a she's a drink of water and a half. No, but getting onto oh. some of the awards and stuff, there was a uh, I was more or less happy with most of. Who who won? And that's the first year for me. Usually, yeah, I'm like, ah, oh, this guy got screwed. I did think um, The Shape of Water winning was kind of a bummer for me because I didn't particularly like that film. But it, it just falls in line with all the other Oscar movies that win Best Picture, all the except other for like uh, Moonlight, did, which I liked last year. But that's pretty much the exception to the usual rule where I'm like, this really won. There's maybe one or two that I can think of in recent memory. The Hurt Locker, which I thought was great. But usually, whatever wins Best Picture is something I, I I haven't thought about since I saw it. Well, my whole yeah. my whole take on it is these aren't films like they're not polling people. This has always been a collection of industry insiders that make up the Academy, and it's always bummed me out because well, we have a hundred different You know what I mean? Views. So it's a lot of a lot of people. You know? Well, yeah, but it's it's not like um, it, there's a certain few films that you know are going to be there. But how yeah. many 
movies were actually made in the last year. Mm. You know, and granted, Jordan Peele was up for three different Oscars, yep. which I think is beautiful. Yeah. But several other movies, I would have liked to have seen, and I know you were going to grossly disagree with me on this, but I would have liked to have seen um, categories for like best action sequence, you know, more along the lines of. It's an MTV award movie. No, 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 I know. What, I, what I'm saying is, though. Best we're kiss. Best what Toby I'm, Maguire again. No, what I'm saying is uh, have an opportunity to open up um, the award ceremony to more films. Granted, they are there are awards for things like uh, best um, best costuming, you know, yeah, no, best I soundtrack, see, which like is good. It. But I like it more exclusive. You know, but you know, I mean? it's always going to go to the prestige pieces. Uh, it's no right. surprise. It's no surprise. Best costuming. It did. Which I'm is also saying, a huge like, movie with George Romero, who everyone knows was close to death at the time. Not not George Romero. Um, George Miller. Th- thank you. Um, no. Uh, George Romero directed that. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. George Romero, I don't know why that name came to George mind. George Romero did the zombie movies. He he's death. the one that yeah. made fun of me. Yeah. But what I'm saying is uh, people will win because they're at a certain point in their career and they deserved a long time ago that's and no one got it. At all, that's not at all how Mad Max won, though. Okay, what I'm getting at is... <laughs> that you're, does, you're you're right, taking that does happen. That does happen. No, you know, they, 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 wheel out, they give you the decrepit award, if but you this, will. This yeah. what but I would have liked to have seen Fast and Furious be considered. For, oh, uh, shut up. Something. No, I, I knew you were going to disagree with them, but I'm 100% serious right I, now. Uh, I agree. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a franchise that has grown exponentially over the last few Wait, years. So the first movie was just a dumb movie about, well, you know, some people are ripping off DVDs and we got an undercover cop in there just to make a quick buck, find its audience. But it's grown, it's ballooned into something else. Mm. You know, and it's also ridiculous in special effects. And, but the special I mean, effects in the eighth one, even though they were like really outlandish, I think were really good. I want it's Forrest Whitaker to retroactive win for Ghost Dog, but we can't always get what we want. Okay, okay floor so split, there is no award for most drooping eye. Yes. So here's a good riff on that, though. They do yeah. tend to sometimes award uh, people for kind of like a lifetime achievement, like, yeah. oh, you know, this guy's done so many great roles. That's why I thought like Gary Oldman winning was kind of not really maybe... I think he this won for this movie, but he has like 10 other movies that he's yeah. so much for, better yeah. in. Definitely, you know what I mean? Definitely. So that's the case, a lot of things. And that brings me to the best director, where I think Guillermo del Toro is like, he's, he's got a very singular director, and he's got a great vision. He's very distinct style. Goth. And he's a fantastic human being from everything I've heard. But yeah. I think when you have a guy like Christopher Nolan, who did Dunkirk, and you have Paul Thomas Anderson, you don't want to see these guys. Wait, pause. Hey, Tom. You don't want to see these guys keep making these great films and not be recognized and have them be like 70 years old and like, oh yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson never won. Let's give him something, you know. Yeah, and that bugs me because I feel like people are being robbed in their specific time. Yes, and like it's like you're never going to, a lot of these people haven't been recognized for one, the roles that they're, should have been known for, but like two, in in their prime when they're making these great films, being recognized at that specific era. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I think like if you're not going to give an award to Paul Thomas Anderson and Christopher Nolan while they're making like year after year these great films, it's really unfortunate. You yeah, know you're going to hold it over to the next year. I love Gary Oldman. I think he definitely deserved an award. I don't think he deserved this one. Honestly, I think it could have no. gone to the uh, young man from Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, no, that, that was a great film, too. I, I mean, this was. I thought it was a weak field this year. I have a lot of feelings yeah. about Call Me By Your Name. Lay, lay it I had a really, it was a really weak field this year. Well, for no, we're, we're, we're in discussion. I want to I I know. Call Me By Your Name is like another, like, white, cis, gay, weird power dynamic fantasy that I don't mm. feel we need. Which will bring us to something we'll discuss later, but like fantastic woman 
winning for best foreign film was like incredible. Yeah, there was like, a few things. It's that just I feel like there's been some upset, not upsets, but just like we we spoke briefly on how like Moonlight won last year, and yeah. also the way in which it won was like ridiculous. Yeah, but I think. I personally am just really tired of this kind of tedious crawl toward change in the Oscars. And that's kind of what you're touching on where there's the Oscars club with your pinkies out and you watch the movies. Oh, and I feel yeah. like it's like it's not necessarily out of touch with what the general public is enjoying. And I know that's not necessarily the point of the Oscars, but there's a disconnect for me with the Oscars and this is why I confess I didn't like sit and watch the ceremonies mm -hmm. because I do feel they're kind of rewarding people almost for being in Hollywood more so than the quality of the work. Mm. But not that's not always the case. No, either, it's certainly you know not I mean? always the case. But Again, we're speaking to is. like Moonlight last year, like absolutely deserved every moment of accolade yeah. and then it comes into like personal again like you're saying oh call me by your name is so great and i'm sitting here like uh i'm sick of it there's well, always a that's bit my of personal take that's on uh, it. associated with the award show too you know what i mean but at the same time is it's an award show like what do you want out of like if you don't care like don't watch it's yeah. like, it's one of I those it's, it's, it's it really great. easy well that's the problem thing. like more there was more folks in this generation and modern and modern generations going forward don't want to watch and the thing is they can make all the jokes they want and ellen can uh tweet out all the selfies she yeah. wants and uh they can make as many references so well you know this last year well we don't like trump anyways don't we and such but the thing is i think they've lost touch with what actual you know current day moviegoers want to be and it's not a contemporary show anymore and the whole thing no, is that's a good big, way to put the, it it's the big oscars and everyone's gotta okay kobe bryant has an oscar yeah, and that's unfortunate because it's right, definitely the weakest movie of the whole thing. Very much so. But he's but, the most you know, famous dude who made one. Exactly, most famous dude and the specific categories and all this stuff. And the cast of Black Panther was there, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. But they kept talking about how it's progressive and things. It wasn't made for, it was made last year. And last year was, I think, the first year that they had as much influence, uh, not influence, um, as much presence of, uh, of, uh, of, of movies with uh, starring and by POCs. Starring in by women, starring by underrepresented groups. And the thing is, because it's new, it's fresh, it's like, okay, now more people are paying attention. It doesn't change the fact that we watch the whole thing and it still follows a formula. They're still referencing Meryl Streep, and she's been nominated every year since blah, blah, blah. She was so, nominated in this year. And she's an incredible actress, but that's something that hasn't changed. And you mentioned Jimmy Kimmel is back. Yeah, but it's still year, relevant if she's nominated, you know what I mean? I'm it's not, not saying like she's rehashing still it. Just what I'm getting at it. is it's still the same damn show it was when I was uninterested when I was seven years old. But you can't. And I what fear are you do that to Jimmy it? Kimmel's going to be back again and again because he did an okay job, and eventually. It's, we're going to see a, uh, it's going to continue the cycle where Jimmy Kimmel will be the next Billy Crystal, hosting the Oscars no. again in 20, you know, 27. Please, no. Just because. Maybe. And I see, I, I see that forming right now, and that's what I'm afraid of, because honestly, if we didn't do this show, I wouldn't care about the Oscars. I would barely be aware. I'd check on, like, um, I don't know, uh, a Twitter feed or whatnot to see who won, like, <laughs> the, uh, the top three awards, and that's it. And that's, I'm not alone in that. You know, yeah, most no, people don't care anymore. Here, here, and I think that's not our fault, that's theirs. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's 90 years, it's a 90 year, it's the 90th year they've done this. It's the same yes, show over and over. Who, it's the same now. Yeah, well, it it's broke, it's is not, what people it's say. Fine. It's, it's been broke forever. Yeah, but Can, people still tune in and watch. It's not really about, it's like, 
I'm not going to get into the politics of it. We can go on and on about this. We ain't got right, enough no, time. Right, well, I'm going right. to go into specific awards of people that I thought was important. Sam yeah, Rockwell honest. winning ben, uh, Best Supporting Actor, I think, was great because I thought th uh, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Probably one of the best films I saw last year as well. And his shout out to Philip Seymour Hoffman, I thought was mm. uh, because Philip Seymour Hoffman's my personal favorite actor of all time. So his shout out to them uh, was great. Frances McDormand uh, winning for the same movie. Uh, best actress and she had that one line she's like I just got if I leave you with uh, parting words two words here is inclusion writer and if people don't know what yeah, an inclusion writer is a serious speech is an inclusion writer is something that was presented at a TED talk a, a few years before about you can argue something into your contract that will have X amount percentage of people will be of different races different diverse backgrounds and stuff like that that will be the minimum they can have in mm. there so it's it's something that he, she's trying to get more people to include in their contracts mm. and so they say it's about you know 40 people in a movie have have speaking lines about 10 of them matter why not just populate the whole rest of the movie with people from the from actual the background from where the film would take place mm. it makes a lot more sense so this is something i see hollywood going and i thought that was a good message what's weird is i've heard some pushback on that with people referring to it as like affirmative action films mm. i'm like in concept that sounds like a bad thing but when you have the actual practice of these folks aren't getting jobs aren't getting roles aren't right. getting writing credits at all then yes let's get a little more info but it's just small stuff like this is like you can be an extra you can be a background piece that says two words it's not saying yeah, like you need to have somebody awesome. who's uh, like the second lead be a person of color it's not saying that you can still populate a movie how you want to it's just kind of these this it's one for crew members as well not people just in front of the camera people behind the camera to give people jobs and things like that and so there might there probably be a lot of pushback but it's something it's a good discussion to kind of bring up you know what i mean if she's popular uh if she's pushing that you know that's her right too she I wanted to reach in the tv screen and high five her man that was awesome she's great you know what i mean she's been great forever and i'm glad to see that she won again she's won before for uh, fargo i believe um but yeah the uh, the acting awards was great jordan peele winning was jordan I think, peele uh, yes was great as well Justice makes my um but other than that the the big the big awards i thought all went to people that i thought were deserving people thought had great careers you know what i mean obviously like i said gary oldman i didn't see the darkest hour um it looked like the exact type of movie that wins you a best actor uh academy see, award you know i would have I mean? liked to have seen for uh for like makeup you know, he, he he the way he looked was ridiculous. He always yeah. looks ridiculous. He always looks he always looks. It's true. weird hearing him speak in his own more. accent. You forget what he actually sounds like because he does so many movies and he sounds like so many different people and he's that chameleon like voice control kind of like uh, Daniel Day Lewis. It's weird to see him do a movie where he's like just plays a British guy or like uh, Daniel Day Lewis play just like a chummy Irish guy. You know what I mean? It's an yeah. interesting. To see them just play normal people because they're so adaptable. Daniel Day Lewis has that yeah. thick Chinese accent, so yeah. hear him speaking in a, as an English guy. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, all in all, I thought you know it, it's like I said, it's a tough award sh uh, show to do given the climate of Hollywood right now. But I think you know Kim will pull it off as best as he could. Um, I'm not no hating one, on Kim. It's I just want to before, before we start getting emails. Like, no I just want to point out. No one's hosted on that Kim. recently yeah, where everyone was like, hate him. Everyone who's ever hosted that, it's always like, ah, his jokes suck. Ah, oh, what's this thing? It's like it's the same complaints over and over. Like, I don't know why anybody would agree to do it. 
personally. Well, because money. no one's going to be able to pull it off. It's to get those gift bags, man. They want the swag. Don't they get mm. like a $100,000 gift? It's like, it's they're like, it's like already rich. They're yeah. already rich. You don't have to give them more but free But this, this is Hollywood yeah. celebrating Hollywood. Of course it's going to be that way. Like no, they, it's Hollywood uh, self-sucking Hollywood. That's what it's got to be. I gotta give it's it always been that way. You're saying like it it's become this way. It's always been that I gotta shout out Rita Moreno, though. Wait, hold on a second. That's not my complaint, that it's always been that way. My complaint is that it's still that way. Even yeah. though everything we know now, and supposedly we have progressive people doing it, but it's still that way. It's not that's, progressive? That's, that's my complaint. It's getting there. Very slowly trying. What would you would like, like to, to see? I'm, I'm just, other than like nominating Fast and Furious for best makeup. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> no. like, what, what would legitimately uh, like changes that you could see that would actually work? Well, first of all, let's see someone who's not uh, a, uh, a ridiculously well-known person hosting. Let's see the uh, let's see an actual band performance there versus we have the Oscar uh, orchestra and they'll play people off and such and such. Okay, but that's not the that's not the driving factor for anything. They they have the performances. I thought the performances they always show the ones that are nominated for best original song. So like, Con, you know, consider consider it this way. It's like um, think about who plays the Super Bowl uh, halftime show every year. You know, they'll find Either the Rolling Beyonce Stones, they'll find Beyonce. Ex exactly, and these people get nothing. Their the price for the uh, their their price is exposure. It's the same thing with the Oscars. They don't make much. They don't, or at least they don't make nearly as much as they would in any other gig. Mm. But it's for exposure. Well, then how about get somebody who in there who would need exposure? You know, I know tons of comedians that are doing nowhere near as good, or at the very least, change it up. We expect someone like Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, that's Kimmel. not what this award show is I think the biggest, um, uh, the biggest curveball they threw was having uh, Tina Fey and uh, and uh, Amy Poehler. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, get someone like Kevin Hart. Get him in there. No. You know, just have no. him really I would say. Okay, see, that's what I'm saying. These two represent old Hollywood. I'm saying get Kevin Hart I just Hart were anti-Kevin Hart because he's not funny. Yeah, that's... Kevin Hart's hilarious. No. He's not. Oh, uh, somebody then bit my shoulder off and I walked like this. It's... it's. You know what Kevin Hart's comedy reminds me Look, of? It reminds Adam, me of Adam, when Adam, Will Adam, Smith... Say it with your chest. It may, Say it with your chest. It reminds me of when Will Smith tries to uh, get up and do stand-up for D.L. Hughley in the Fresh Prince episode. Well, it's and different because Will Smith And he funny. acts like he's pretending to be a stand-up comedian because he thinks it's so easy. That's... Kevin Hart right. stand-up. You just don't like Kevin Hart, you're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. All I, right, still, well. I still want to shout out Rita, Rita Moreno real quick. Go for it. She wore her original dress from when she was she up did. for an award mm -hmm. in 1964 for West Side Story, oh, and I love that so much. That she's she like, great, what to wear to the Oscars? Oh, this old thing. And I just love both the kind of statement that that makes and just the fun of it. And mm. I feel that... All, see, I, I fully admit I'm trash, and I didn't watch the Oscars. I just looked at the dress recaps. I liked uh, they brought Warren Beatty back with uh, Faye Dunaway to, yeah. to redo their blunder from last year's Oscars. I'm a little I was like, this Jimmy is Kimmel funny, didn't. man. This is like, okay, and they're like, oh, you know, kind of played it off pretty good. He's like, well, now that pretty much everything's done, what could possibly go wrong from here? That's just, hey, it was funny. I'm upset that I mean? Jimmy That's Kimmel didn't give him a public apology in his uh, in his intro, uh, opening monologue. Yeah, I think that, that's been, where that's where Warren. How about like, next year like they the, do Jimmy uh, Kimmel and they bring on Adam Carolla and they just do the Man Show? No, how about next year they for, do Kevin for Hart for the whole three hours? That'd be that'd be something. No, hey, here's some Helen Mirren jumping on trampolines. Girls on trampolines. <laughs> Helen Mirren jumping on trampoline. Why not? Right. Okay. To be fair, I would watch Helen Mirren. I would jump do, on yeah. a trampoline. Just three straight hours of that. Like, <laughs> sign me up. All right, just, you know, the, sign me just up. the running tagline. Who won? Who won? They don't even present them. All right, we'll check the roster of the Oscars 2019, and we'll we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> yeah.
for you it. You heard the idea here first, folks. Yeah, Kevin Hart, 2019. <laughs> okay, so I got to check out Death Wish, Speaking my friends. Speaking of Oscar-worthy films. Oh, Death Wish was beautiful. How dare you? <laughs> no, Death Wish is the remake of the classic 1976 movie starring Charles Bronson and a very young, lesser-known Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Isn't he plays the guy in the um, supermarket, right? Goldblum? Yeah. Uh, no, Goldblum was one of the rapists. He was one of the uh, the gangs, one of the gang. Yeah, members. but wasn't isn't he in the, su- the supermarket going crazy in that film? Um, There's a scene with him like ah, you know. I, you know, Nate. he's in like in line at the grocery store or something like that. <laughs> oh, okay. If if if, 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 if that's him, I, I don't Jeff remember Goldblum. that part as well as I as well as I thought I did. Yeah. Uh, mostly because when I saw the movie, I was ten. Yeah, it could be. But um, this is not the fiction we're talking about. We're talking about the remake starring Bruce Willis. Yeah, because Hollywood people. was uh, demanding that Death Wish remake. You know what? I'm not hate, man. No, I mean, I'm not this either, just but a... I think my, my beef, maybe you can correct me because you've see, seen the movie, like, mm-hmm. uh, Bruce Willis has been, like, floating through his last however many roles with look, seemingly not caring about anything he's been in. He is so tapped out of all the films <laughs> he's kind of appeared in that you're like, why do it? Do you need to check that bad? Are you trying to stay relevant? Like, like act like you care. Oh, no, Everything I, I've I seen him in, he just looks like so bored to be there. He looks like Harrison Ford. No, no, I think I think what it is is Bruce Willis is now at the point where he's like, people know me for this and only for this, so I'm trying to flex my acting chops. The problem is he doesn't realize he's not that good an actor. You know, he's so cool, though, and that's he got by it being like, you know what I mean, that kind of sly, like, yeah, I know how great it is. Yeah, Bruce and that, that worked, right. but that's all he was. Yeah. This is, is a, this a, is a great trouble? example. In Death Wish, he plays a very uh, subdued, understated character. He's supposed to be a suburban dad. Ironically enough, it wasn't a good movie, but in, um, what was it, Hostage? Yeah. Where he was the uh, hostage negotiator. Um, he no. played a similar kind of role, but his performance there was better than it was in here. And not that he was Rising bad. Rising where he's a hostage negotiator? That was something else. Uh, this was the one where um, uh, Ben Foster uh, held his family hostage. Oh, yeah. yeah and just yeah, played okay. the ultimate crazy guy. Ben Foster's uh, played some crazy dudes. Ben Foster is a crazy dude. Yeah. That dude got stories, man. But, <laughs> um, no, on the subject of Death Wish, this is Bruce Willis playing a uh, subdued character. It's him really trying to flex emotion and uh, flex angst. Not muscles. And then, not muscles. He's never had the muscles. Not That's muscles. why I liked he's, him he's so kind much. Of a dope, you know? well, I, don't, I don't know, man. In Die Hard, the first one at least, he was kind I mean, of... He was uh, in shape, but he was never like that, hey, let me flex on you and stuff type of guy. Where the other, you know, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Van Damme, they're all kind of that dude. He was kind of like that... The beat guy got beat up and he's bleeding out of his foot and out of his face that's what and he would awesome. survive. I know that's what that's yeah, why I like, like him. But you, he was you never could, you this could macho see hero. Yourself in that situation and know, right. okay, if I was there, I would die immediately. Yes, but he was Worse. tougher than everybody else. He, you know, kind of yeah. had that survival type thing. You know? I'm gonna cook you and then I'm gonna eat you to break your freaking neck. Yeah, he's Beautiful. great. These are lines from Die Hard, but um, he's acting in Death Wish, and that is a mistake. That Uh-oh. is a serious, serious mistake. Oh, man. oh no! I'll give you a quick rundown of Death Wish because it's a little content. different. It's a little different from the original um, Death Wish picture, as we mentioned. Death it Wish looks is like starring, more of a con- comedy too. It was it not. It was funnier. It was not, which is unfortunate. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll break Death down, Wish isn't funny when I'll he's going down. around killing everybody. The original Death Wish was hilarious. It was. It starts off with well, a gang it's a like rough raping and killing. Movie is the first one. It's a yes, B, but, it's a Grindhouse B movie. Yeah. Yes, but the original Death Wish starts off with. Um, Charles Bronson's wife and daughter being uh, assaulted in their home. They're raped and they're killed. And then the husband comes home and he sees what the hell is going on. I'm going to get just bloody vengeance on everybody. And he does. And it's glorious. Because I have a death wish. Well, the thing about that... <laughs> the thing about that is, though, 
He's killing people in ridiculous ways. And I don't mean ridiculous, like, oh, he set up some Rube Goldberg device. I just mean he's a guy who's, like, never really, like, picked up a gun. He's not, like, old military or anything. Yeah. But he's, like, just sniping people with a, ha- with a pistol, with, like, yeah. a handgun. He's also did Charlie Bronson a movie He's, like, picking them off Dead from, like, Bang. across parking lots and stuff. And he's got a quip, like, almost every time. Yeah. You know? And she's like, bam, smart line. Bam, smart it's line. Like, it's it's that, like almost Friday the 13th comedy type thing, you know what I mean? Almost. Kill somebody in a weird way, then almost. be like, Not to uh, that degree, because it's still, it's still carried, like, the weight of, like, rape and murder, and these are bad people you want to see. Get mm-hmm. it? Whereas, whereas in, uh, in Friday the 13th, we start rooting for uh, we start rooting For, for people to just die, yeah. Yeah. Um, in this picture, I, I was going to read the um, description real quick. I'll say... Dr. Paul Kersey is a surgeon who often sees the consequences of the city's violence in the emergency room. When the in- when home intruders brutally attack his wife and young daughter, Kersey becomes obsessed with delivering vigilante justice. Now, did they to kill the, the wife and child? They absolutely killed the wife. Okay. And child. Well, they killed the wife, and oh. something happened to the child. But let me fin- let me get through this. Without right. spoilers, my friend, because I got some stuff to talk. About. All right. Um, as the anonymous slayings grab the media's attention, the public begins to wonder if the deadly avenger is a guardian angel or the grim reaper itself. And that's an interesting thing that they did in this interpretation. It wasn't just one man on his quest for vengeance. He became a vigilante, and as this was more publicized, the public starts getting on his side. There are copycats that are popping up everywhere, and it became like this whole thing. Is he a good guy? Is he Batman? Or is he just some crazy fool with a gun that we should lock up? Both, right? Mm, that that comes down to audience interpretation. This was done by Eli Roth. Uh, we talked about it a little before. Yeah, he's certainly a hack. I don't know. I, I, I did, like yeah, some of He did the clown movie that messed hack, me up real yeah, bad. Yeah, he's a hack. Well, Eli Roth is the character is the cat who bought Hostel. us Hostel, so I'm very surprised there was oh, not, by the way, wasn't as much body horror in. He's this got movie. a new movie coming out. Is uh, called Deathwish. Uh, I know. We're no, talking about Meg. It now. Like this next movie, like about a megalodon giant shark movie, which is like just the idea. Like I'm so terrified of sharks. So Eli so Roth bringing he's now producing for Jaws what, is like the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like I'm so terrified, and so my biggest fear of all time is megalodon sharks. And he's making a movie apparently about that. Can't wait to thing, hear your review, which I will not see. So <laughs> I will do now. Maybe if Pat goes with me and holds me the whole time, I'm absolutely not. That <laughs> I'm surprised that that's your biggest fear. We megalodon. had we had four, uh, actually I think what five movies now where sharks are raining from the sky. Yeah, this one about. Uh, a, uh, yeah, but those are normal one. size sharks. Yeah, mm, Adam's afraid of very big sharks, double well, plus sharks. Yeah, Adam plus. didn't watch that whole series. Those are just normal sharks. The end, they're not just normal sharks. What about street there sharks? Can you get sharks? behind the street yeah, sharks? Are, sharks yeah. are, are they jostling? I'll let you off. Finish. Go ahead. No, sorry. <laughs> I was just freaking up. No, you're not. Okay, so in Death Wish, I'm actually impressed with uh, Bruce Willis's effort, but I'm unimpressed with the actual execution because he's actually trying. This is a man who can't really act, but he's going out of his uh, comfort zone. He's failing, but at least he's doing something, you know. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I've got—I've got to say, Bruce Willis isn't the man we expect to take chances. This was a chance to take. Interesting. And it doesn't seem like that, though. I mean, that's not how well, it comes up. I don't doubt what you're saying. I know that's right what now. I'm saying. Yeah. And the advertising for this is very misleading because they pretty much show you every kill in the trailer. Right. It's one of those. Yeah. It's like what, it what's is. left to the imagination now. Well, you'd think it's Death Wish. Oh man. So this is just a taste of what they're showing because that Charles Bronson one, man, he was tapping him left and right. Yes, he was, and in this picture, he was not. They set it more in a realistic realm, even though they get very unrealistic, so it's playing two extremes. Mm -hmm. He's a surgeon. 
he's a non-violent guy. He's got a scumbag brother played pretty well by Vincent D'Onofrio, which was a mm. real like refreshing. Whoa, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, uh, thing to happen on. He's the a screen. big dude now. Vincent D'Onofrio, he is, but he was he got that he got that kingpin. Uh, yeah, right, that, that barrel-chested type. Yeah, but he's like the scumbag brother, and they throw that in as a red herring. And I don't want to get into spoilers, so all I'll say is from there, uh, they start casting doubt on several people, and Willis is kind of oh, excuse me, um, Doctor Kersey, the role he plays, is pretty smart in the way that he manipulates the public's view. Once people start seeing him as either a a savior or b a menace, mm. you know, and Parts of it were funny. Mostly came from the kills. And then parts of it were ridiculous. Uh, mostly from the attempted uh, political um, uh, message. Yeah. It had uh, an overhanging sense of this is very possible in Trump's America. You know? Yeah. And that's part of where the comedy comes in. But beyond that, there's not much. Johnny, what the hell are you doing over there? Uh, nothing. Anyone who's watching us on the Twitch stream, this man is losing his <laughs> mind in the corner. That's for the people watching oh jeez did they request it uh no <laughs> yeah okay that's... just giving a little <laughs> taste right, okay. of something all right I, f I feel like you lost the bet or something all right well anyways what i'm getting at is um the movie death wish is starring bruce willis giving a different type of performance uh elizabeth shoe is in this movie she didn't really do wow, much i haven't heard that name in a while yeah yeah she plays more um more behind the scenes and uh and like smaller movies which i mean good for her but bad for the image at the end of the day, I would say this is a movie where you'd go to see it expecting some cool kills, some fast lines, maybe a bit of gore here and there, but just a silly shoot 'em up movie. And all you'll get is a movie where a couple of people get killed, and uh, I don't know, it'll kill an afternoon. Yeah. At best, this is worth maybe a matinee if you have nothing better to do. But beyond that, I can't recommend it. I got to give it a thumbs down, and it's kind of a hesitant thumbs down because I wanted to like this, and it's Eli Roth, and I like Bruce I Willis movies like normally, Eli and I like Elizabeth Shue. I want to see her in a property that I would recommend, but this promises a lot and doesn't deliver. There's a couple of cool kills, but besides that, it's not worth your time. I'm sorry. It's Death Wish 2018 starring Bruce Willis, starring Bruce Willis Elizabeth Shue. You know I named my and new I dog Bruce Willis? Down. You named your dog Bruce Willis. Yeah. Little Bruce Willis. Why? Because my name's Adam Willis, and so he's little Bruce Willis. Oh, I get it. That's that's awful. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to change his name after this shit sandwich <laughs> of a movie. Not, Bruno. <laughs> Bruno Willis. Yeah, like Bruno the Kid. Little Bruce. Or, uh, no, that's, 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 Bruce Willis. that's, that's the uh, Bruce Willis band name, Bruno and the Kids. <laughs> Bruno. The Return of Bruno was the, the CD, Return right? Of Bruno, yeah. Return of Bruno, that, that music video, by the way, if, if you folks are unaware, Bruce Willis did have a CD. Mm hmm uh back in the 90s or was it the late 80s 90s uh, it was um and uh, the return mm -hmm. of bruno is the name of the album and you can watch the music video right now on mm. youtube well, actually you just want to wait till the show is over then immediately go <laughs> yeah. watch that man please uh, blues but, harmonica but treat yourself to some actually uh some rock and roll brought to you by bruce willis nice that's actually a, a funny joke in uh what's one of the tgif shows uh full house and full she's like wow you know jesse and the rippers and stuff like that He's like, how come I can't get a record deal? He's like, Bruce Willis has one. I was like, that's the first time I ever heard Bruce Willis had a record. Anyways. My favorite joke is uh, from Married with Children, where, Adam, where Al, um, just to hold off uh, that, that, that special moment, thinks, why is Bruce Willis a star? 
<laughs> All right, so um, moving on Maybe from there, I'm going to turn it over to uh, Mix McCobb and Black Adam Willis because you all got to see an Oscar-winning picture mm -hmm. now. Yeah. All right. A fantastic woman. You want to yes. give us the uh, inside I thought stuff. the Oscar was going to go to the square, first of all, because I think that won the Cannes Film Festival, and I usually go, that's what's going to win the Oscar. You think but uh, when uh, I saw that was undeserved? No, I, I hadn't seen this yet, so I watched it today. Uh, okay. Because it won, and I was so surprised that, not surprised that I liked it, but like that I hadn't heard of it, and that it was playing, and that I had waited just till it won to see it. Mm. But um, if you want to kick us off of this, it, yeah, go ahead. Um, well, I mean, I loved it, but I feel like I'm super biased for these types of films. But <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Maybe, but, but it, uh, what, it, it basically follows like, you know, the, the, the love life of a... Uh, Main character in many ways. Yeah, this is it's it's like a melodrama. It's uh, basically it follows this here. What, uh, what's her name? Uh, Marina mm -hmm. is her name. It played by uh, Daniela Vega. Yep, who um, was the first trans woman to present an award at the Oscars. Correct. Yeah, and it, it, she's in a relationship with this man uh, named Orlando, and she's a singer. She's very talented, and uh, she's at the show. She's doing a performance, and they go home, and basically he clutches his chest in the middle of the night. And he's taken to the hospital and he's dead. Um, and from that <laughs> point on, who hasn't uh, been there? Yeah. And from that point on, I you know, know what I mean. I died. The it, they go to the family, who is kind of it, it. Basically, all turns to how she is treated after, you know, her lover is dead. The family can't really understand that, you know, the father and the woman's husband is in a relationship with this woman and she, the doctors even you know kind of give her the masculine definite um pronunciation of her name yeah. and things so it's just yeah. straight disrespect and then she gets evicted from her home that she shared with orlando so it's yeah. really all this really heavy kind of dumping ground on this woman and like her in the face of that trying to yeah. you know literally survive and it's she obviously to me kind of is the symbol very you know that it's limited not just to chile where the film was made and where it takes place but this is kind of i think the plight of many transgender you know people mm -hmm. and you know it's this movie is is kind of like i said a melodrama and it has a lot yeah. of like these realistic kind of issues but it's also peppered with some surrealness, some very, you know, fantastical moments. Yeah, it has the magical realism the elements. Magical it, realism. It's all, as a lot of uh, Latino American filmmakers veer kind of toward like an that. Almodovar type yeah, that, style. I, I was going to say too. the Almodovar very like the kind of it's not quite a dream sequence, but it's not quite like how it would go down in reality. Right. And there's a very beautiful visual quality to this film, I thought. It's very bright, it, but it also had the shadow. Well, that's what it, it, which was for great. a film like this, you'd think it'd be kind of mopey. Right. If you will, but I never felt that way. No, no, it you're was right. very uh, not necessarily so far as uplifting, but it's just again very bright. Uh, you know, main characters uh, very cheerfully dressed, bold I think colors. It would have been a little overdone if it had been a little like more drab. Yeah, like, I'm not getting. Shot. I went to gut like I would have walked away kind of like damn. It, you know what it I mean? Doesn't a little too heavy. Feel almost like it doesn't have that soap opera quality that right. I think that it could have veered into. It would have been almost parody at that point. And though, I too. think that what really tempers it is also the acting i felt was all very not just well done but realistic in the sense yep. that characters felt very three-dimensional that characters felt very like it wasn't just like relying on stereotype even though the plight of the film kind of comes down to like 
the what role this trans woman has after her lover passes away and kind of how do you parse out almost like this life that no longer has its focus without her without her partner without her lover and something that i found really what i think maybe led to its winning the oscar here is that it wasn't another woe is me she's trans and no one respects her it's that she was kind of reclaiming her life in a way that was very again three-dimensional and more than just it didn't heavily rely on um trying to think how to put this her being a trans woman wasn't the crooks of this film It was another facet of who she was and the struggles that she had to overcome in this film. But the story wasn't a coming out story. The story wasn't what we've seen a hundred times, that this character was moving through this tale and evolving through it in a way that I think we haven't really seen since the movie Tangerine, where characters are, I don't want to say incidentally trans because their transgendered nature is center to the story, but... I really think that Fantastic Woman is both aptly named, but also a film that I would really suggest to people that just enjoy the romantic drama genre and don't necessarily look at it as a queer film. Just go into it the same way that you would were this a cisgendered straight love story of a lover passing away. And that's what I think that the... They had a really deft hand with how... And I don't know if this is because it's not American, but it felt very richly done. Every every scene had a lot going on, well, and again like with just the European colors used, that they still have scenes. Yes, you know yes, what I mean? there was you Probably know you would have everything had a setting to it. It wasn't right. just like now we're in a hospital room. To, to now further we're in a along bedroom. the story, they want to actually bask in yeah. the cinema of you know what we're showing you. And I I, I completely agree. One of the things that kind of ruined me with the film in terms of like how I felt was this woman was not just you know you know being treated so poorly it's that she was really robbed of not just her lover when he passed away but her right to mourn him too yep. which is she wasn't allowed to go to the funeral you know what i mean she was kicked out of the house she wasn't allowed to have the dog the dog was taking from her and so it was really robbed of like not just like i said her lover and how they they don't have that relationship anymore because he's gone but like she wasn't even allowed to mourn him and, and that can be such a devastating thing you know what I mean? Like losing a friend recently, and like if I wasn't had the outlet to like actually sit there and kind of work through it and talk about it and you know get that stuff out, like that is a really, really, really heavy thing to not be able to or be allowed to do. And uh, her being stripped of that in this film really kind of you know touched me in a way, like having gone through stuff like that as well. Mm. But you're right. You this remember uh, your experience as a trans woman well, yeah. no, that's, but, uh, being but, denied a, uh, a, a meaningful relationship. With but like jokes lost. aside, that's kind of what I'm getting at. And I think that, that the reason that it won this foreign language Oscar is that it connects with an audience on a level that isn't a trans story. That it is a story about a woman who is trans, who is being denied her life essentially because of who and what she is. But it doesn't feel like you can't connect with her. And that's something that I think a lot of media, particularly queer media, sometimes has this isolationist feeling to it. And this doesn't. This is a bold and interesting story that I think was told well. And that's something that I feel makes it very deserving of the award, the accolades it has received. And also just it was enjoyable to watch. It's obviously not the most, you know, happy fun time movie ever, but it was a pleasure to watch this movie. It felt engaging. And I personally am really glad that I was able to make the time for it. Yeah, I mean, and and we 
we're crapping a little bit on the Oscars a little bit, but if it wasn't for award shows like this and having this That's movie fair, yeah. won something, I wouldn't have probably discovered it. And so, it, you know, it might be out of touch, it might not be connected, but on, this, on that same tip, some of these movies that win and some of these movies, wow, I didn't hear about that, no one's seen this, like, well, maybe you should because they're fantastic. And I think, case in point, this movie, like I went out and saw it this afternoon, because it won, because I didn't know enough about it, and I'm so happy I did. And I think if more people kind of did that, like, hey, what's this Three Billboards movie? What's this? You know what I mean? If they go out and discover it, then that has a lot of value. So that's all I will say. But, yeah, I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, I give it a thumbs up, absolutely. All right. You know, I figured you guys were leaning toward the thumbs down, so I'm very surprised <laughs> that went the way it did. All right, so the movie's called A Fantastic Woman. Uh, where can cats actually check this out? This is at the Coolidge. This yep. is at the Kendall. Any, right anything that you're going to find that's a more art house theater should have it. Which is one of two or three locations in yeah. Boston. Yeah, like I think the embassy out near Waltham has it, I think. Yeah. All right, so mostly like indie theaters, places that yep. show, places that have uh, Places that show screens. movies with subtitles. Yes. Yeah, things like that. Yes. All right. I got to read and watch this. These yes. movies Yes, sucks. you have to oh. read. Sticking <laughs> on that high prestige note, I'm going to kick it over to Mix McCobb and just jump oh, yeah. over there because you oh, all game got to check <laughs> the best thing ever. Best thing to transition oh, to. God. Oh my goodness. Oh, my transition God. to. Oh. Oh. No. Sorry. Sorry. No, I'm saying boo earns. <laughs> All right. So the game is Guts and Glory, oh, currently boy. available on uh, Steam Hachi right Machi. now. I'm taking my glasses off for this review. Oh, well, lay it on us because apparently it's sound. I have to facepalm hard enough. I had to take my glasses off. All right. Well, Mix uh, is checked out. Just Johnny, give us the rundown on what this game is actually about. All right. Right off rip, I'm going to give this a big steaming pile of thumbs downness. So it's I'll, I'll start with well, that. Right, I'll, I'll give the basic breakdown right. of the game. So it's almost like the worst. Uh, boxcar race game imaginable where you're you're trying to get this like guy and his kid down a racetrack essentially and not like have them explode or like burst into flames or float into space or, or question mark it has it's like a wonky physics engine racing game question mark it, it's like an obstacle course racing yeah, game yeah obstacle course so you're yeah. trying to you're trying to get from point A to point B at the fastest yeah, possible without smacking into something yeah and y- would be nice if the game let you do that yeah well, so it was the challenge. It's like the second mm, level of Battletoads. Not, we can't just we can't make it too easy. Not quite, Fred. Well, there, there's a couple ways to play this. You can play on keyboard and mouse, which yep. is definitely not something you should do. Which it's is terrible. all I had. So hello. It's, it's or you play really with really a better. controller. I, uh, I then tried it with my uh, Xbox controller that yes. plugs into Steam, and I did barely better with it. Yeah, yeah I found it. I found it uh, significantly better with the 360 remote. However, you cannot play this with any other kind of remote. I tried playing on my uh, Wii U Pro Controller and the the controls were unmapped. And it was nearly impossible on keyboard place. mouse. Almost impossible. Uh, and that's how I play most games. Wait, so I can't plug in my power glove and just go I'm like, a filthy no, casual. Uh, if you have the right drivers, <laughs> but, but this game will like uh, ignore the drivers yes. that are installed on there. So I add the. It's cr- a cursed. It's a cursed yeah. game. I want to establish this, everyone. It, this game is cursed. Oh, that sounds like that sounds like a challenge. This like, game okay, is even the controller's gonna test you. Well, I'm I'm not gonna fault it on the controller front because the 360 remote uh, did work and did work somewhat okay. Uh, it, it was decent for most of the vehicles uh, and somewhat. Uh, uh, acceptable, except for there were uh, 
there's a couple of different vehicles that you can play uh, in this that you're using to sort of navigate yeah. through these obstacles. My favorite the bicycle. The bike is probably Bicycle's the best one. Bicycle is my favorite, Just yeah. because it handles so well. That's what I was going to say. It was the only uh, one that I actually could make do anything. Yeah. Wait, wait. So but, what, what are the other okay, vehicles? So the way, like one roller skate? No, it's like, oh, <laughs> I right, wish. So, do you want me to go over those? Yeah, yeah, go yeah, All right, so there's the bicycle. <laughs> there's uh, a kid also on a bicycle, but with a wagon. All right, so the bicycle. There's like a child yeah. wagon. Yeah. Like a, like a kitty wagon. Yeah, the, yeah. the red wagon. Yeah. The red wagon yeah, that like you pull radio flyer. Yes, the one. Thank Anyone you. with a sibling did this thing yeah. where they put their their younger kid sibling and on and pulled them. Yeah. Well, on, no, I'm sorry. I, I wanted like my kid, my brothers to live. So I, I couldn't do that. <laughs> oh, I definitely did that. To no, my I definitely. It's like, we're going down the hill. Uh, Can I block them? Uh, so, no. So those two kind of operate somewhat the same. Uh, the the first bike uh, has a baby strapped. That's to my the favorite back. one. That's my favorite uh, and that, one. That is the best one. It handles the best. The other one with the wagon, it you have you feel like there's a weight. Uh, tethered to the back of it, and it, it's sort of like a, a bicycle trailer tractor. Yeah. You're gonna fishtail into something if yes. you use this one. Yeah, and, and there's a little girl on the back of it, and the, and the ragdoll physics is pretty funny. They sort of like cemented in there, but they're like moving around. They're trying not to fall off, but they fall off. That part is like comical for like the first minute. Yeah, but uh, there's other the other vehicles are there's this uh, sort of like a rednecky type of uh, individual on a four wheeler. There's a evil Knievel lady on a like a miniature dirt bike. Uh, it's not awesome. It's it's like a smaller dirt bike, but it's not like miniature. So it's like in between small and miniature. So I'm talking like the yeah, uh, little crusty the little crusty bike from that episode of The Simpsons where no. Homer became a clown. Uh, no, but I wish. No. And then uh, the other two or the other three is there's uh, a car with uh, a family, and that car is terrible. Um, and then there's a this one's also terrible for, for different reasons. Uh, there's this pickup truck. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, people from, uh, I believe, Mexico, and they have uh, two people riding on the back, and there's like uh, the pickup is full of narcotics uh, wrapped up in pack. Oh yeah, and okay, there's money because everything goes flying. everything goes flying. Because here's the thing, I was talking with Johnny about this before. It's almost like you take a racing game and you combine it with Goat Simulator. That yeah. sounds amazing. Where it has, it has, it's not, again, the problem with this game is not its concept, but its follow through. To me, anyway, it is nearly impossible to play this game in an enjoyable manner. Or a lack of follow through, right? Yeah. This, like it, this game lacked any kind of polish whatsoever. Yeah. In, in, in addition There's to... There's no way to play this to enjoy the silliness of the game. Yeah, because you're seeing the same assets over and over again. The same buildings, the same sort of uh, textures that are all over the place. It's essentially one map. There is a city map. And there is a sort of there. There are more than just one map, but you kind of are stuck to one particular map, and then a different obstacle course sort of smacked on top of it mm. for you to go through. Uh, and the music isn't. Uh, it's not bad. It's just that it's it's so minimal and uh, generic and derived. They didn't just hire like, Tommy Tallarico for the, for the no no. And and the menus in the UI now. This is an early access game, yes. so there are uh, you go in, you have to go into this thinking you know all right benefit of the doubt they'll probably fix these things they'll probably fix these other things by scrapping the game and starting over like that's my problem yes, it, uh, yes my issue with this game is not that it is inherently a bad game it's that I literally could not play through this game in an enjoyable manner 
And now I started out with keyboard and mouse trying to play. Mm-hmm. Nearly impossible. I yeah. then used the Xbox controller that I have. Made it passable. But it still would be like, you know, uh, part of the obstacle course is, you know, it's funny when like, you know, the guy on the bike hits a road cone and the baby goes flying. It's hilarious. But when you're doing that the 12th time and you're like, I just want to finish this thing so I can do a different thing. And it really feels like you hit this roadblock because the game is just so not thought through that there's only a finite amount of things the game lets you do, if you will. Yeah, man. I was excited from the concept of, okay, you got to keep the baby alive. And there's buzz saws and stuff everywhere. Pretty, like, it's that's, not about keeping no, a baby alive. That's the whole thing, too. Like, no, not at no. all. It's all right, just about getting from point A to point B. Yeah, the baby is a decoy. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck no, that, that baby can plop yeah. off. Nobody it's, cares. The obstacle course is almost as if, uh, you know, one, two, maybe three hits, and then you die. And that that's sort of it. It's like an it's an HP system, and then they have, like, this little gore effects tied to it. But it's really kind of like a minimal HP system in order for you to get from point A to point B. And, f- and finish it without dying. Yep. And if you take enough hits, or if you take the right kind of hits, like if you take a saw blade to the chest, well, that's a you know one hit, you're dead. <laughs> if you take there's like they, they shoot like these big giant uh, bounce, I guess cannon or bounce balls. I thought or they were whatever. bouncy balls. Yeah, like blue bouncy balls. Yeah. They shoot them at you. If you you might be able to take one or two hits, but if you take a direct hit, it'll blow apart your your arms and legs and stuff like that. So it really depends. Yeah, and then it's funny because it's over the top violence. You know, they literally explode. That's from saying the goat simulator yeah. aspect of it but i i couldn't play it I, I i admit i got like two hours on it and i was like i can't do this anymore yeah oh, there, there's wow. like a boost button it doesn't really do much at all yeah it, i expected it to like nitro you and it, like, it doesn't it doesn't yeah. i thought oh i'd the, be shooting off well when yeah, you're playing the, with sound i imagine it at least like boost your ego it's like it does nothing. <laughs> you look you it does nothing. don't even hear anything like, no, I, I love no. that yeah, like it, i would expect yeah. like it'd have some that's a perfect summation of the whole game is you go to boost and you're like all right it's gonna have some rocket blasting it's gonna do something no yeah, not, not even a baby faster. cry or anything Doesn't like do that. Anything. You don't hear a baby crying. The baby's baby like crying. quiet all well, the time it, while it, you're recklessly bicycling all over the place. Of course, Mix Macabre is callously chucking it across the field as a decoy. To, <laughs> to be fair, I I did try to kill that baby a lot. Mm. Like I'm not gonna lie. I I you yeah. can actually. I guess the only good thing about this is that you can have your baby die and still finish the <laughs> yeah. uh, the obstacle course. Well, that's the whole thing though. Like there's no penalty. There is no penalty. Your baby can plop right off. Yeah. They do not care. Not, wow! Yeah, and not Parent only that. Year, then. Is there anything good about this game? I, I, yeah, I, yeah. You it could not buy it, not content. play. Yeah, it. don't play this game. <laughs> yeah, you could do anything else. So a thumbs down. Yeah, yeah. that's a thumbs yeah. down. Oh, yeah, I try not to right. give like a resounding thumbs down, but like I again, I, just I can't think of anything good about this game. Like it just was completely unenjoyable. It's ten wasted dollars. There's I can give you uh, uh, a list of like a hundred other games. They could spend a ten dollars on. They'll have a way better time. Go than get this some thing. super pooper. You'll have a great day. <laughs> super pooper too. All right. Super so the game is guts two. and glory currently available on the Steam store now. It sounds it like um, you guys are on the fence. <laughs> uh, yeah, on the pooping on the fence. Oh, bro. Yeah. All right. So we're talking. Uh, what we're do you we're got, at poop bro? jokes now. All right. So thank you very much for that. We're gonna close out with. Mm. Dude, I got to check out Full Metal Alchemist. Yes. The live a- Netflix's Full Metal Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Which is a live action interpretation of the very popular anime uh, that's gone into two series now? Two series, yes. Two, two fully finished series. Original FMA and Brotherhood. And Brotherhood. Brotherhood being the one that is closer to the manga. And I never read the original manga, but I checked Ooh, out the series. I, I checked out the first series and I checked out a few episodes of Brotherhood. Oh, so then you don't know Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> Okay, I'm. Um, excuse me. You sorry, don't know. I didn't, 
I'm gonna oh, be that well, guy. I'm gonna be that guy. You well, actually well, don't them. need is... to watch it though. No. If you watch this movie, it will tell you yeah. exactly yes. what Full Metal Alchemist is all about. Yeah. And the on lore. that note, As Johnny, a, yeah. tell us what Full Metal Alchemist, the Netflix live action release, is all about. Uh, so there's these two brothers, and they lose their mother, and they're they're in this world where alchemy is a thing, and they try to resurrect their mother. They fail uh, epically. The brother, the younger brother, dies. The other brother loses a leg. Uh, they then uh, the younger brother then performs uh, another alchemy older thing. Brother. Uh, the older brother, uh, in order to get at least his uh, younger brother back, the soul of his younger brother back, and he makes sort of like a deal with god or no. himself no it's like a weird uh invisible cloud not invisible cloud it's thing. A space but, fart. He, but essentially there's this law of equivalent exchange so whatever it is that you're trying to transmute uh via the alchemy uh you have to give something of equal value or equal worth uh, or to equal do. substance also. A equal or, substance as well, yeah. yeah. There, no, there's I'm multiple gonna, rules to you're that. Getting, what, what no, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pause you right can there. I, yeah. we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll mix this sighing very heavily into the mic over here. <laughs> I don't think so she can sigh any heavier. I have a lot of feelings glasses. about Full Metal Alchemist. Alright, so lay it on us, Mix. What's this about? Uh, so, uh, like Johnny was saying, there's Space fart. Two brothers, they study alchemy, mother dies, uh, father's out of the picture, and fully out of the picture for this film, which is very interesting, but we'll get to that later. Um... And they try to bring their mother back, but you can't... A major plot in this is that you can't transmute a human life. Or can you? But you can't. So their mother comes back, and she's basically just a pile of meat, and it's terrifying. And so in the process, though, Al, younger brother, loses his full body for this equivalent exchange. Al uh, basically is, is incorporeal at this point, and... Ed, the older brother, can pull his soul out of what is past the door of knowledge, but which is also very weirdly done in this film. Yep. So he gets back Al's soul, binds it to a suit of armor. So now Al is a young kid growing up and is a giant suit of armor. He is hollow. He has no physical body. And Ed ends up losing an arm and a leg. He gets to use auto mail, which is what we would consider prosthesis, uh, which is made to him, for him by their uh, childhood friend, Winry. And in order to try and get Al's body back, Ed becomes a state alchemist, which is a branch of the military, because in this world, alchemy is something that is used, you know, you can use it to transmute ingredients to cook, or you could, you know, level a city by transmuting all of the, you know, I don't know why, Water to glass or something crazy. All right, I'm gonna pause you right there, real quick, Adam. I'm gonna assume you're not a uh, hardcore anime fan. You're not a person who's very familiar with the. Uh, you lost me at pile series. of meat. Exactly. Pile of meat. That's one of the biggest problems with this uh, yep. in, with this adaptation. Uh, it relies fast. heavily on being you, on people yeah. being familiar yes. with the anime or with the manga yes. because anyone else who's just like looking through Netflix to see a cool film, no. hey, it's a meat pile and it's his mom. That sucks. Exactly. Well, sucks. here's the thing: they don't and even show that at the beginning. Like, like they show a lot of this film in flashback that happens throughout the film. Just and like it, an anime. Just like in the anime, but the difference is when you're watching an anime series, you're invested in the longer story, so you're yeah. okay with getting to episode. When did Show Tucker show up? Episode eight or episode six or eight, I don't remember which one. And finding out some backstory stuff. Whereas in the movie, it was very disjointed. I mean, I'll give my real quick hot take on this. I'm a huge Full Metal Alchemist fan. I have seen all of the series, read all of the manga. I even saw that horrible Conqueror of Shambhala movie, which is a weird alternate universe. I don't need to get into no, it. No, just stick to six to six. Yeah. Main, main but main, I. Yeah, five minutes. 
liked this movie mm. and I feel that it's not a bad adaptation, but it was very difficult for my friend who was significantly less knowledgeable about Full Metal Alchemist to mm. follow mm. what was going on Naturally. without pausing several times and being like, wait, who's that guy? Wait, I don't understand. Why is this guy doing this? When did we meet? When did that guy say he did XYZ? And I feel that it's a really fun movie if you are familiar with Full Metal Alchemist, even if it's just the original series, which is a little wonky. All that happened was it got way ahead of the manga, so it started making up stuff on its own. Mm -hmm. But I would give, like, like I'll give my quick mix macabre thumbs up with a caveat that it generally just doesn't make a lot of sense mm -hmm. if you don't have a background from Full Metal Alchemist. That being said, some of it visually looked great, and then some of it, like, why is the main character in a bad cosplay wig? I've made a better Edward Elric wig than that wig in the movie. But then you'd see, like, some of the villains in the movie looked phenomenal. And it just was very wild to me that it's like, did you just spend your whole budget on this on this one thing? Because no, she looks great, a, but y'all look terrible. They spent it on the armor. You make a yeah, really good armor. Ed looks great. so good. Ed looks sick. The armor looks sick. And the use of alchemy looks, like, on par with anything I've seen on Netflix. Now, on the opposite side of that coin there, I will say this movie can eat a dick. Um <laughs> That's my point, though, that I have a huge background in FMA, and I feel I got a lot out of it because I know stuff. But if you don't, here's Pat's review. Well, oh, thank you. I've actually seen all of Full Metal Alchemist. You just said, you, had, no, you, just I, said I, you hadn't seen the ones that were closer to the manga. I didn't see Brotherhood. That, that doesn't mean I didn't watch the, the original, first series, which they based a lot of this on, including no, several but, scenes which they tried to recreate directly. And they made a few changes. which. Failed. I think it failed all over the place. The only thing that really okay. sold this was the was uh, the performance by the one who played Lust. I brought up the. Um, That's the one. Okay, I was trying yeah, to like. Lust. I didn't know how spoiler to get. Lust was perfect in every no, we way. Know the and I are feel going like they this. blew her whole the whole budget on being like, yo, the homunculus look great. Screw everyone else. The homunculus, the homunculus looked, looked perfect. They looked really good. And the woman who played Lust, she, oh my God. Uh, in her performance, was just she. She commanded every mm -hmm. every frame I she was in. Wouldn't and, give well, her that much because there I were would, reactions I that thought, were out of place. I thought her performance was was specifically on point, yeah. and I love the crap out of it. Mm. Alternately, the dude who played Envy, Envy is one of the most hateful, just heinous. He was so bland. In in Full Metal Alchemist, and you want to hate that dude so much. He did nothing in this picture. It's live action interpretation. The dude that did him. Uh, Envy is a goofy looking SOB and they kind and they and they did their best I guess to get that look down and the guy gave nothing you know it's just like you don't know why you're supposed to hate him for the majority of this film and then they they replace a few of the um a few of the um the assassinations that lust performed in the anime with uh, envy I guess to try to give him more to do in this because and keep in mind uh, again, anyone who's not familiar with this, you're going to be confused when you see it. Adam, you're going to miss a lot of stuff. I am. It's okay. Because they're compressing an anime, which is what, like 50 episodes? 60 episodes, yeah. 60 episodes down into a... Uh, 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 100 two, some odd chapters of manga, yeah. It's a yeah, lot. Uh, into a, in a movie that's just over two hours. Like two hours and ten minutes. Yeah. And Can't be done. But they took yeah, out... Yeah. I mean, and this is not a spoiler to say, like, mm -hmm. they took out... A major, major part of Full Metal Alchemist, which is their father, mm -hmm. untouched in any way in this film. And it was so weird to me how they kind of built up this major confrontation. And it almost, 
throughout the whole film, I kept just saying, like, what is the plot of this film? Like, I get the point, like, all right, Ed wants Al's body back. I get it. But, like, well, what is the plot stone. of They never this really movie. go into why the stone is important. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, like what the is the point want. of this film? It just, to me, looked like a really good cosplay video. You know what I mean? It's like, wow, all these cosplayers sure look great well, reenacting no, some no, of their favorite these cosplayers scenes. cosplayers look great. But uh, the hell is with this dude's wig? It didn't I, even have a seam. Like, I don't, I just for anyone who wears wigs for cosplay... <laughs> But what I mean by a seam is this was not a lace front wig, and it didn't have any skin seam in the middle part. You could, it just was such a wig. It was such like, a wig. If anyone's familiar with this show, it's like if Adam tried to cosplay as me. Okay, which that's I have. Well, I mean, Fair. yes, Before. yes. Uh, the, I'm we'll, just bummed. We'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> I want to this movie like a, I like this movie. I'm just bummed because I wanted it to be so much more, mm. and it feels. So weird, like Mustang was great. I loved him, oh, but we'll, he like we'll did nothing. We'll get, to, we'll get to him, but hold on. we've oh, said our piece, God. Johnny. What's your what's your interpretation? Yeah, so oh. I don't. I I watched maybe like five episodes total of uh, Full Metal Alchemist. My younger brother got uh, big into it and watched the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But so I'm like vaguely familiar with some of the things that are going on in here. But watching this movie. I didn't. Uh, I didn't feel like it was confusing at all. What I did feel like was that they were over-explaining things. It felt like the movie was made for a younger audience and sort of explaining the world and the lore to them. Mm -hmm. And it, it felt very hand-fisted, and it was very slow-paced. Mm -hmm. uh, so that there's that. Uh, the visual effects were impressive for the certain certain characters, like for the, the armor first itself. half of the picture. Right, right. <laughs> I don't also, know where the budget ran out, but by like you could see minute it. thirty, you could see they it. they they went from like a uh, an MCU budget to a trauma budget. Yeah, it was very clear that that the budget was very limited, and you could tell it was it got so bad that the sound effects were just atrocious, pretty much throughout throughout all of it. But especially when uh, Ed was. Uh, Punching with uh, Doctor or Professor uh, Tucker or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Tucker. Yeah, uh, and like punching him. Who did give a good performance? In it was like he was the great. weakest but, sounding punches. Well, it felt like they were putting anime sound effects in a live action movie, which is what it felt like to me. And that's a falling of a lot of live action versions of anime yeah. stuff. They try to almost keep it too much like the anime. Way like, too much. He would have looked so much better if they just had him having a more natural hair. In a braid, like Winry, for example, that's the girl that works on his auto mail. Mm -hmm. That's his friend. Uh, they didn't make her platinum blonde. They didn't make her, you know, a white character, and they didn't make her look too unrealistic. But then that didn't carry over to other characters, and it was just like, like Envy didn't have neon green hair, which is, you know, a failing, I would say. But yeah. I, 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 Envy I, is I green, actually, so. I find that they did on some points. Uh, try to um, make it less like the anime and more realistic, mm -hmm. which I think failed on certain points. Yes. Yep. Like um, you mentioned uh, Colonel Mustang earlier, yeah. who's a very popular character, very well known, yeah. and everyone knows that when he snaps his fingers, something explodes. Um, fire, lots of stuff. That's because well, his, his alchemy awesome. is pyrotechnic, is his, is his alchemy. Yes. And in this picture, they tried to make it a lot more realistic as if, well, he's got a weapon that shoots fire, right? So he goes like this, and then there's a stream of flame, which I didn't find that jarring, but one of the main, one of the biggest complaints I've been hearing about is, why did it take so long when he's such a badass character who's like, he's all about quick action and these are his attacks, and it didn't bother me so much, but I'm very aware that this is a complaint a lot of people have when they do things like that, and then you talk about Winry, uh, who is the one who works on Ed's uh, auto mail. What the hell is auto mail? They never explain it. And yeah, they never explain auto mail. on so many people 
being familiar with the anime, anyone new is going to be completely lost because, Adam, I said the word automail. Does that make any sense to you at all? No, none of this does. And it's actually a pretty cool thing that if yeah. they just given uh, two sentences of explanation would have made showed much more sense. Showed her fixing than, it. Showed her attaching it to no him. At no point did Winry do anything but complain and slap yeah. people. She cried a bunch. Yeah. Oh, and, and cried a bunch. I, I, I'm not knocking the actress because she her was good. emotional she was scenes cute. when she was supposed to be like down was actually kind of, kind of, kind of, was kind of deep. Uh, um, well, for for the acting, all of them pretty much were playing it as if they were r- playing the roles of the character characters from the anime, like the antics, the emotions, and how they how they emoted themselves and how they sort of uh, quarreled amongst themselves. It played out exactly like an anime, but the problem was the camera was not dynamic whatsoever. Yeah, it felt very, and, very, 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 and very bland. It looked, it looked stilted and looked uh, almost awkward most of the time, where there was this exchange while they were eating, and they did this like very anime tropey type of exchange between them, where they look at each other's eyes and they sort of tilt their head and stuff like that. The camera should have cut and sort of been way more d- dynamic to show this like little heated argument. Heated yeah. argument. It didn't even do it. It was. It's one where in an anime cut. they'd be like shooting you know, electricity bolts, at each yeah. other. Yeah, and they, I completely agree that I think the bummer of this movie was that it was neither an anime movie nor a live action movie mm. that it was like it's what i say like with my bring up cosplayers it felt like a bunch of cosplayers reenacting their favorite moments of full metal alchemist it didn't feel like a coherent realistic film and i'm not saying an anime film has to be realistic because you know there's homunculi and magic and all this stuff but i feel that it felt very bland and it also felt very like it hadn't it was very meandering it didn't feel like all right yeah. here's the big climactic fight and it just felt very i wasn't sure where it was going in I a very dull way yeah, if this was subdued. a fan movie it would have been spectacular but the fact that it was a studio production from netflix they dropped, itself they dropped the ball from netflix wow the ball was dropped because you get characters i, I i'm not i'm not knocking some certain characters captain hughes one of my absolute favorites they nailed him. The guy he was so on. perfect. Oh, was it was perfect. wonderful, terrible. But his entire background was redesigned. For um, we just lost Black Adam Willis, y'all. So we'll shout him out on the uh, on the comments afterward. But we lost um a lot of the uh, we lost uh, Captain Hughes's family. Yeah, which is uh, such a for, major part, also because his daughter is such a foil for Nina, mm-hmm. and to have had Nina in this film, and I'm not going to give any spoilers, but Nina is is. Uh, Dr. Tucker's daughter mm-hmm. and the, uh, Hughes' daughter is such a foil for that character and it was just very they made some changes that were both intriguing and almost boring almost made me care well, less about why. the character yeah. why they you can only do so much it's a movie well yeah it's a different problem that we we touched on before this is an entire series it's rich that they compressed just hard trash compacted trash compacted into just just over two hours and that really hurt the story itself because as an anime I like Full Metal Alchemist I don't like the second series and I'm guessing I wouldn't like the manga because of that yes right if anyone's not watching Mix is giving me those death eyes there I I have a lot um, of lightning bolts are streaking right now and and see the way it's shot because it's live action Mm -hmm. um But I think uh, it definitely hurt this production. And a lot of it is reliant on your knowledge of the anime or the manga. But because of that, you see how much more it failed. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I, I'll definitely praise Captain Hughes. Love the guy in the anime. Love him in this movie. Uh, Tucker 
Even though I hate that character oh, so love damn to hate much. Him. He was perfect. Yeah, he was pretty perfect. good in this. Um, Gluttony and was amazing. I, I'll definitely praise the effect for the first half of the movie. That there's an intro chase scene <laughs> yeah. which just looked awesome. It literally is like they ran out of money. It's unbelievable. It like is. you can By the see time they there's, got to, there's a scene change and from that point on it does not look as good as it previously which did. Which is unfortunate because for the entirety of this, I love the look of Al uh in the suit of armor. Looked great. Yeah. It lo- it looked Phenomenal. really good. It didn't feel like it carried, you know, like the the heaviness of armor. So when they interact with that, that, but that's like a film snob. It was also very I, agile for uh, for a full set of armor. Well, I mean, come on, he's what ten? No, <laughs> not at this point. Okay, uh, nope. That, that joke tanked, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, but I will say there was effort made on the parts of actors here, but overall the concept was flawed from the beginning, and it just didn't work for me. I got to give this a thumbs down. Yeah, hard thumbs down. I want to give it a thumbs up as a. But with the caveat of if you love Full Metal Alchemist, you will enjoy seeing this film if even just to make fun of it, you will not feel like it's a waste of time. But if you do not know Full Metal Alchemist, thumbs down, give it a pass. You'll barely be able to keep up with what was happening because it was just ridiculously not very thorough. I, I, I didn't think it was that bad to follow as a non-Full Alchemist fan, but as a movie itself, uh, it was a failure on all the technical aspects. That makes sense. You know what yeah. sucks, though? I wanted like this so well, that's hard. What I'm saying, I went into this so hype. I well, went into this so hype. Also, it's an anime, a live action interpretation of an anime, but they actually cast Japanese actors, which they is cast Asian funny to Asian me. Role in the sense of, it's one of the few animes that, that very explicitly takes place in Europe. Yeah, that's that's another. Now I'm not saying don't cast Asian actors. I'm just saying. It's funny that for all of those movies, Ghost in the Shell, that take place very explicitly in Japan, in Japan, mm-hmm. that this one, you know, takes place in uh, I think Armestris is the name of the um, world, and that's it's Ish- Europe. Ishvala. Yeah. No, no, Ishvala is no. It's very clearly Europe. They even they even had had a they met they. Because they, the, they mentioned the word uh, Fuhrer. I'm like, what? Well, Fuhrer, because that's another <laughs> thing. They never, really quick, they never touch on the fact that the Fuhrer, Fuhrer King Bradley is the main head of the military. They never get into that whatsoever. Well, they, just throw the yeah. they just throw Where the word Fuhrer. They just throw the word Fuhrer. Where was my boy Armstrong? I, I no would love to have seen uh, uh, Scar. There's no the anime green. Is, is that like, the sparkle guy? No. I know Scar yeah, is well, from the we'll anime. We'll talk off air because we got to. Well, okay. These are other characters that are very poignant, very well known from the series and were omitted from this. And I understand... You had to make a lot of sacrifices because, again, you're cramming an entire series into two into a short two-hour movie. But don't reach for the sky. You know, tell one simple story, or at the very least, I would have loved to have seen you not try to rehash the story from the anime and tell a separate story. Brotherhood was a different story from the anime already presented, and it has a huge following. Well, maybe this is a side story. You know, this is an adventure with the Elric brothers, and you know, they do whatever it is they do and not focus on the damn Philosopher's Stone, which I think really hurt this movie, focusing on wild. something that it they gave wild. so little detail on. Um, I already gave it a thumbs down. I don't, I don't yeah. know what to say, except Armstrong is not in it, and that is a damn shame. Because somewhere out there, Dwayne The Rock Johnson oh, could have like, had that little curl going oh, on. That would have been an amazing Armstrong. So good. I'm just saying. I'm just, just putting that out there. Just putting that out there. In conclusion... <laughs> In conclusion, Full Metal Alchemist, it's available on Netflix right now if anyone wants to check it out. And if you're a hardcore Full Metal Alchemist fan... It's worth checking out. Yeah, you've got to see it. It's worth a larf. 
I would say mostly for closure. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying if you love Film Alchemist mm -hmm. and you want to laugh at this ridiculous movie, you'll have a kick out of it. But it's not going to be a good film. All right. So, Johnny, you're getting that new tattoo of, like, uh, you say that like I don't I, already I'd have get the, one. The serpent yeah. with the homunculus. The homunculus. Yeah. Oh, you get that. See, I would. The I would I, I, I'd actually get the alchemy symbol. I oh, you want the, the alchemy symbol? Alchemy symbol is alchemy symbol. Symbol. I got the cool. I, I yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would have liked to have seen more hum, uh, homunculi though. And I, 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 we only see three. It's wild. It's wild. We only see it's three. Wild. The dude that does. Gluttony. Did you? Did y'all stay? Watch? Did you watch it after the credits? Yeah, that dumbness. That's no. Okay, real quick. Something happens after the credits that makes less than no sense if you've never seen the anime. Yeah. Oh, all right. Actually, I don't even think I don't even remember if that happens in the original anime. Uh, I I feel like I've seen the scene, but I'm not sure if it was on the anime or if it was like a YouTube thing. Okay. Um, but it's stupid. It is so stupid. I'm I'm sorry. It's no, just... no, I'm saying I stayed to watch after the credits, hoping no, something so... magical would happen, and it was like the dumbest Easter egg. I just let the credits go. I couldn't bother myself to like stop the playback because it was just like what. Oh, something's happening. And then it was dumb. Okay, so this has been the Geek Down here on WEF Radio. I want to thank you all for joining us. You can catch us all every Monday nights right here on WEMFradio.com. But also, we mentioned it several times during the show, you can watch us on twitch.tv slash thegeekdown and see our pretty faces. Also, you can follow us on YouTube, on Facebook, on SoundCloud, on Twitter. We're on iTunes. You can subscribe, like, and all that good stuff. And you can get the show on a regular basis. You can also hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. If you have anything you want to say about what you saw, you disagree with us on a review, you have comments, insights, all that stuff, let us know what's happening. And just hit up the regular website at geek-down.com for all the goodness there. And in the About section, all those links I just gave. Until next week, I want to thank Mr. Cobb. Yes. I want to thank Just Johnny. You. I want to thank... Black Adam Willis out there in TV land. I want to thank you listeners for joining us. We'll catch you all next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. But until then, be excellent to each other. Peace. Why have good music if you can't make it sound good? Lander.com is the official mastering partner of WEMF Radio. Don't wait through the backlog of a mastering house. Go to Lander.com to get your latest track mastered now. It makes it, it easier makes it to get easier. your newest your music, music released, released today. today. And it's the and fastest, it's the fastest easiest way to make your music sound great. great. So go to so Lander.com today to get mastered. Put your tunes in the world's ears. ears.